Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi. Hi, welcome to Holes with me, Mark. Uh, Holes with, um, welcome to Ghostbane Radio Station. And today my guest is Morgan Knudsen. Nearly got it right. You did get it right. Who's a TV host, award-winning educator, executive producer, author, paranormal and cryptozoology researcher, podcast host, and inspirational speaker. Now, obviously, you've done quite a bit. Um, uh, tell me just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll talk about a little bit about some of the books you've got out. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I've been in the in the field for over twenty years, and um, it's uh, it's been kind of an interesting journey. Uh, my my great great grandfather was the president of one of the first parapsychological associations in Canada, and uh, it's uh, I've been continuing my own work and inspired by some of his work, and um, yeah, wrote two different uh, or two books on the subject as well as uh, taught in a lot of post secondary education programs in psychology and social work and things like that. And um, uh, yeah, currently I'm hosting a, an amazing podcast with my uh, my dear friend Mike Brown, and uh, called Supernatural Circumstances, and it's been a, a phenomenal journey and it's just expanded what I've already been doing through other other forms of research and media and things like that yeah you recently um, did an interview with allison allison jornlin yeah yes. yeah yeah it was it was it was awesome and uh and that one was particularly special because there's so many female researchers in parapsychology that are completely ignored and it was really important for us to kind of start to feature some of that and and feature some of these people like Catherine crow which is who we, we talked about um in uh in, in the episode and uh how she was just gaslit by the media terribly and yet she was the founder of the word poltergeist you know and everybody knows that word and no one knows who Catherine crow is so we've we've really been been pulling on a lot of these people that as i say have kind of just gone by the wayside and, and talking about their their stories which are in- incredibly harrowing and and inspirational so but that's that was our last episode and it was great and allison is just so knowledgeable on this stuff and obviously, where you are with the world of cryptozoology is very fascinating as well, because there's lots of cryptozoology myths and legends Definitely. and creatures and whatever. Uh, obviously, you know uh, John Downs. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. So you know how what sort of we the research that he does. Do you do like a when you do your cryptozoology side? You do like a deep dive, the same as like you do with the paranormal side. Yeah, and and I I don't think you can anymore separate that study of consciousness and the study of cryptozoology. It, it's it's been really interesting. Um, you know, for for years I had kind of put them into separate categories, and and I don't think we can anymore. Um, and so yeah, you have to look at every angle, including a lot of. Uh, 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 things like uh, uh, folklore, um, things that are are 
what are dismissed are stories and, and things like that because there's oftentimes there's, there's truth within that and there's truth within these these stories that people dismiss as oh you know that was just to keep kids in at night or oh no that was just to you know make sure kids were doing the right thing and uh you know or ways to explain certain things but there's there's absolutely a truth in in these stories in in a very in-depth way which is is fascinating too so yeah you have to especially in the cryptid world i think look at all these various areas and then somewhere in the middle you've got this like string this red string of of accuracy and truth through it and it's it's really cool but yeah i mean i don't think you can you can lump it all into into separate categories anymore there's just kind of this overarching uh uh sort of con- study of consciousness that kind of encompasses all of it well i think when you do paranormal when you look at the, the stories there's also lots of links with the cryptozoology world as well as the folklore Absolutely. I think, basically, I think that some of them, I think they've all been intermixed in the same, but it's like a bit like oral history, like in Canada, there's a lot of Indian oral history. And of course, when it gets passed on, it it gets exaggerated a bit. You know, that's (laughs) the nature of oral history. You can't avoid that, but uh, because it's not, and sometimes written history, it's only written as the person who won the battle rather than the one that lost the battle. Yeah, that is so true. And uh, I think it's very easy too for for the kind of Western Western cultures to to dis- dismiss some of it because there is storytelling involved. And I think when people hear the idea of storytelling, they're just like, oh, well, that's what it is then. That's just, that's a story that's, you know, in a storybook that's fictional, that has to be the, the way it is. And and like you were saying here in Canada, I mean, we, we have a very strong uh, First Nations base in, in Canada. And so we've got a lot of, of cryptid lore, uh, lots of Sasquatch, Dogman, um, uh, you know, even into the paranormal side, like the Wendigo, uh, it's a really really a staple in canadian culture and uh interestingly enough it's not talked about a lot here uh because uh, i think partly because of that some of those some of the subjects are just considered oh no no you don't talk about that um so getting stories of things like uh a bigfoot and reports of bigfoot even though in places like alberta and bc you've got a plethora of of cases like i mean the reports and the sightings is, is unbelievable we've got probably one of the biggest hotspots uh apart from like i would say the you know the california coast and things like that and yet you don't see a lot of that celebrated here which is also really interesting um it's harder to get people to come forward with encounters here um so it's 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 a, it's very interesting in canada like compared to other places like the states and things like that I mean, there's one big association with paranormal and Bigfoot over here. Well, it's a bit controversial, but it's the British Bigfoot. Um, I don't know if you've heard the stories or the... I've heard a little bit about it. I, I yeah, anyway. Yeah, basically, yeah. The, 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 most people do think it's more to do with paranormal rather than actual sighting because of the fact that Britain's quite small compared to the size of Canada. We haven't got the forests or the woods right that would be needed basically to survive but i think it's an interesting thing to look into personally i i don't think we should dismiss it just because we think oh well it's a bit silly because if we did totally. that with everything as you said you wouldn't be going into the world of paranormal 
because the, well, so, yeah, yeah, because some world of paranormal is a lot of it is. I imagine when you've gone into a building, the first time you've gone in a building, you haven't done any history or anything. You try to get the feed of it. Have you ever felt suddenly there? There's something we can't see it, but you can definitely feel it. Oh, absolutely, and and that that instinct is is so important. And interestingly enough, being out in the field with uh, doing cryptid stuff as well, that instinct is also very crucial. And there's a similarity, there's a parallel there, where your body is telling you instinctually there's there's something you need to pay attention to, and so so that's that's an instinct I think a lot of people have lost touch with. Um, and being able to observe the, the the environment through how you're feeling um, and not be taken over by it, not be, you know, being able to be the observer of the fear rather than the, the be sucked into it. Um, but there's there's instincts that we have that I, I think we're, we're taught at a very young age to, to think, no, 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 that you're being silly, you know, oh, that's, you know, don't be rude, oh, you're overreacting and, and things like that. And I, I think, I think being mindful, and I know that's a that's a big practice for for myself and and a lot of people that I work with, is that being in touch with yourself through things like meditation and and whatnot really allows you to kind of go into these locations, whether it be the middle of the woods or whether it be a, a building or anything like that, and and tune into what's going on around you. And it, I, I think, to me, it's it's one of the most important things. Yeah, I, I find with the paranormal world, it's best to. As you say, be a bit sceptical because that's yeah. the best thing to do to look into it. And obviously, when I I talked about my sort of near death experience, people do go, "Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah." <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, it's true. But I know I I experienced something. I can't say it. Yeah. I, I feel it. I can understand now how others, when they come forward about things they've seen or experience they feel a bit nervous about saying it so that's why the world of witnesses is a bit harder to find do you find that in your line of work uh yeah i I totally get what you're saying and i think i think it's improving i i think you know we're nowhere near where we were a number of years back i would say even 20 years ago it's improved um the the fact that people can come forward and and things like that it's it's becoming a little bit more of a uh, dinner table conversation but at the same time there's still these these very strong stigmas you know in these areas and where i really see it is um when i was doing shows like uh haunted hospitals or paranormal 911 or anything like that to do with the the medical community um even there it's still like oh i don't want to come out and say that i saw an apparition because if i say that what is you know does, are, are my colleagues gonna you know commit me or am i gonna lose my job um same thing with the with the military it's really hard to get people from the army to come forward and say okay i had this experience on the field you know where i saw a colleague or that i that passed away or you know something like that so i i think there's definitely this this overarching stigma and then of course you you go into to individual family units right you might have a family that that is very staunchly religious and everything that that in, that entails the paranormal is evil or something like that so you you really do i think have to you you a have to trust yourself enough to handle if you're going to come out with a story trust yourself enough to handle what other people are going to do and say um and number two to 
share it with the people that have earned the right to hear the story. I think those are the two big things, um, you know, because if, if you're sharing it, I think with with people that have not earned the right to hear the story, then you're kind of opening yourself up for that, you know, for, for that abuse. So I, I think, I, I don't know, that's my thoughts on, on it. And, and I think we do well, have yeah, to, have to be I, I quite agree with you because um, it's just a strange world sometimes. Um, and when I've studied about the paranormal, I, I try to look into it as much as I can. I mean, obviously there's, as you say, some things are harder to find than others. And then sometimes I just tell it as it, I read it, and I just think, oh, it's up to you, whether you believe it or not. But I do think that we've had, I think we've underestimated our, what we see from the paranormal and cryptozoology world. I think some of this is my own personal belief, that some of it comes from the fact that when we was early man, we had to hunt and live by wits. So a lot of it was to do with, we had to be aware of our environment. I think that part of our brain is still there. It may be tapped in by what some people more than others. And I think that bit is what helps people sense things more. I could be wrong, but I don't know, but that's my personal theory. No, I think you're, I think you're absolutely onto something. I think it's something that we're, we're, we are ingrained with um but i wrote uh, uh my second book was called the gift of instinct and and that's one of the reasons why i called it that was that it was it it was about tapping back into that and not only for the applications of the paranormal but tapping back into that for the applications of navigating the world um you know we've lost a lot of a lot of that so many people just that feel directionless they're like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do and they're 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 not taking a step back into that feeling place of like wait a minute like there's a part of me that that knows what to do and to be reconnected with that space within your within yourself and and to be able to kind of move forward in that in that uh in in that zone rather than you know the frantic you know, action, 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 which is kind of what society like pushes. Um, so it, it's it, it translates from from that parapsychology perspective, and and like what you were saying is is just being able to to get back in touch with that because it's, it is something I I agree with you. I think it's something that we we have lost in a lot of ways as a society. Now, obviously, one of your books that you've released is called "Teaching the Living from Heartbreak to Happiness." In a haunted home, which sounds quite an odd title, but I do like the picture. It looks like you've got fire coming from the hand, whether that's like a you're doing some bit of magic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I use fire in my my uh, uh, live classes often because I, I'm a fire performer, and I think a lot of people make the make the assumption that. Um, you know, everything that they're seeing fire performers do is, is magic. Like there's some sort of a trick to it and there isn't, um, you know, everything that, that we do is, is real. We can handle fire. We can do all of that thing, but you have to understand the principles of science and fuel in order to be able to do what we're doing. And so one of the things I talk about in teaching the living is the idea that the science of, of changing somebody's paradigm can start with something that's, that, is as fundamental as, oh, no, no, there's no way of touching fire. Fire is hot. That's too much. And we're, we've all been brought up with that. Like everybody has been brought up with that. And yet there is, and which, and it's 
predominantly true. Like you don't want to just, you know, stick your hand in the stove. But at the same time, there are these gray areas within science that allow us to manipulate fire. I mean, I can eat fire, I can do all sorts of things. And uh, it, it translates for me so beautifully into the paranormal because it, it there again, it's something that we've taught, been taught when we were kids. You don't get to do, don't do that. That's, that's not real. That's, that's silly. That's, you know, that's not scientific. And yet there's all of the scientific evidence that says, no, there's, that's real. Like this, there is something to this. This is real. There's this gray area. So in a lot of my lessons, what I do is I, you know, I, I show people this and immediately they think, well, that's just, you know, you're just faking. It's not real. Well, it is real. And in order for people to, to start to change their paradigm about. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Something as, you know, as familiar as ghosts or, or psychic phenomena. Um, then it really helps them to be able to realize that, you know, just because you were taught this when you were a kid doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. And we have to start opening up our minds to what the next phase is, what the next, you know, is, is what our parents taught us the right thing? Is what we're telling ourselves the right thing? Should we believe ourselves? Well, maybe not. Maybe we need to start examining new things. So it's all about a paradigm shift. And, uh, and that's the reason why I chose the cover. And obviously you mentioned a little bit about the gift of instinct, paranormal lessons for an extraordinary world. But I think the world did change for a little while during the pandemic. We did go back to being, oh, looking retrospectively into ourselves and thinking, hey, what have we done? Blah, blah, blah. But I do think life is going back to normal more and more and more not intentionally because i'm as guilty as the next person yeah 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 no, i know i know what you mean i think i i think a lot of people and we and we saw it with the, the i think the, the the psychological reactions for uh you know during that time period where people were you know people that weren't used to being still had to be still and and nor and and they couldn't do anything about it either which is also something that's very counterintuitive to people. People want to a be able to take action to do something, and two, they want to be able to they want to keep busy because a lot of people can't sit with themselves. They can't sit with their own thoughts, and that's the one thing that that it it really caused. Um, in I mean, it caused a lot of chaos, but that's the one thing it did cause was was you know the the way the only way to get through it was to be able to be okay with a not knowing which is something i talk about a lot in the book um and making peace with not knowing and being able to again like sit with that stillness because i think that instinct that we're talking about is is found in the stillness and it's found in the mindfulness so it was i think it challenged it challenged a lot of people for a lot of reasons but i think i think that was one of them now obviously you talked about doing uh tv shows into the paranormal now, obviously, there's a lot of rubbish ones, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's putting it kindly, but yep. Yeah, so I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> but um, there's obviously more in-depth ones. Now, obviously, you can't go fully into a proper investigation because the time limits wouldn't allow you in a TV production, I presume. Yeah, well, typically I avoid the investigation ones in in that regard. Usually the, the shows that I take are all, um, uh, you know, me weighing in on things that are, are going on or allowing me to present um, opinions. And I, and I think one of the reasons why I often don't get asked for the investigation shows is because of that. I think they they know that if nothing happens, I'm going to tell them nothing happened. And I, so they, they, they know me here in, in Canada and the States, I think, as as the the uh i don't know the i guess the the sledgehammer of the uh, of reality in the paranormal world and i i think and that's a compliment i think it's a good thing i think it's a good thing that i don't get called for the shows that are are silly and i mean i've and i've turned a lot of them down like i've i've had people you know producers phone and say hey do you want to do this this show and they give me the title and i know immediately that i'm like this is this is for ratings like this is a ratings grab the the the, the two two of the shows that i've i've done which i i mentioned earlier i think the the reason why I gravitated to those was because they had an underlying purpose, which was to allow people in the medical profession to come forward in an environment where they weren't going to be made fun of. They weren't going to be mocked. They were going to be taken seriously. And then it was allowing me to kind of help them weigh in on the experiences that they had. But I think, yeah, I, I, there's the problem with the the paranormal media It's is rampant, especially like in the West, um, where now it's you know everything's paranormal everything you know is is bigfoot or everything is and it's 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 now to the point i think where even the people that really enjoyed you know the shows where everybody was running around in the dark are all looking around going what the hell are we doing <laughs> what are we watching like where's the where's the substance to this there was a a poll done by uh, uh higgy pop the bl- the blog that um does a lot of of uh, blogging about paranormal and media and stuff like that and uh their poll came back with 73 percent of the participants were thought that it was that this the idea of uh uh like the scary ghosts thing was overdone and they were done with it and i think i think the shows really need to take heed on that at this point is that you know when if you've got a show that has no critical thinking in it people are over it and and i and we see that now even with with regular television and the news and stuff like that when people are not being allowed to critically think through something they're they're, they're ready to chuck it and and so i i think we're we're kind of on the verge of a, a bit of a revelation in terms of paranormal media right now um just from talks that i've had with producers recently and stuff like that but it's it's going to take a bit it's it's going to take a bit have you ever been over here in the uk to do any I haven't, but it's on my it's on my bucket list though. It's it's on my bucket list. Uh, there's the places there that I would absolutely love to visit, like um, Lep Castle being one of them. It's like on one on the top of my list. Um, and I've got a lot of colleagues there as well that work for uh, uh, University of Edinburgh and stuff like that, uh, Northampton, um, uh, places like that. So I've I've got a lot of colleagues there. But yeah, the, my uh, the stars. I think you would find it very interesting because there's a lot of. I mean, where I am in Devon. And Cornwall's only across the border. Obviously, we've got a lot of um, magic tales of witches, and yes, because of the association with witches. I mean, the, the last, I think the last three witches to be hanged was in Biddeford, 
in 18-something, or 16-something, I'm not too sure. But anyway, they were the last three to be hanged in Biddeford. So that's sort of like a local history story. Yeah. So I just yeah. I just like um, looking, delving in a little bit into local history. Because like you say, sometimes it goes on to something else. Yeah, it does. And and there's there's this phenomenon, you know, over the years that that I've looked at that I, I've initially kind of written off and was just like, ah, that's just a, you know, that's a that's a tale, you know, and, and whatever. And I'm learning to not do that. <laughs> I'm really thrilled. My career. I'm just learning to not do that. I'm like, you know what? There's stuff going on that we just have no idea about. And even the things that you, you're kind of like, come on, like what, you know, you find out later or you see something and you're like, I think that's what I just saw. Like what, what is well, going think, on? Think, let's think of the Kraken, that the yeah. myth of the Kraken, right? Everybody for years, no, no, no such thing could exist. It's not possible. Blah, blah, blah. Then a giant octopus appears yeah. <laughs> enough to be big enough to frighten someone. If you've never seen one in your life before, but you, my God, what a beast. So, you know, it, it's it, it, all the time in, the world of dinosaurs. They're finding fossils of dinosaurs that couldn't be. I read recently, I just did it on my podcast. They were looking into the fact that some scientists think it could be possible to be alien dinosaurs on other planets. Oh, that's interesting. There's a rabbit hole, hey? <laughs> yeah, it's a radical idea. I like the idea. I like radical yeah. ideas because I'm thinking, well, perhaps what they say is because the sun was, that's just their theory. Because the sun was less bright, uh, hotter, the oxygen levels are a lot lower. Perhaps we should be looking at that kind of life before our life. Which basically Ooh, what we've always said. You don't go looking for another human on another planet because right. it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, there's there's been some some really really interesting ideas i think proposed especially in the last number of years and i mean yeah i'm i'm open to a lot of stuff now i, I just as i say i used to kind of segment this stuff into different boxes and now i'm like I'm like after some of the things i've seen i'm like nope you know what it's probably real what was what's the next project for you that you got in line that you can mention Oh gosh! Well, we've got, I've got a new show that's going to be hitting uh, the U.S. and Canada, which are, and probably will be uh, coming out for the U.K. as well, called um, uh, "Haunted Hometown," um, and that's still in the early stages. They're they're looking for uh, uh, stories right now of people that have had uh, paranormal experiences connected to the history of their of their town, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, if anybody out there has stories. Um, go look up blue ant media and there's there's uh, instructions there on how you can send in your story um and uh the, one of the biggest projects for me right now is my podcast supernatural circumstances um mike and i have been we've been at it two years now and uh what we've what we've covered and what we've learned from some of the best minds in the world uh you know dr dean Radin and um just uh, matt baglio from uh the author of the right uh we've been interviewing people like that are just brilliant and uh the the introspection we've had to do and that our audience gets to do with us it's is phenomenal but it's like a really kind of nerdy way of of nerding out to to some of this stuff and really asking the question 
like it, how does this happen and you know can, does this happen to me can this happen to me uh and so we're just we're having an absolute blast and, and people can can download that wherever they wherever they podcast apple spotify you name it i was gonna say they're normally in the usual places yep and obviously people should look up your website which is please yeah um entityseeker.ca and uh entity seeker is the is the the hub for everything that i do every all the uh media stuff uh you pick up my books you can also get them at chapters and barnes and noble and amazon and all those um and uh yeah all the videos my event schedule um you know and links to the podcast as well so so people can hit up that as as well when they're when they're visiting and um do you also think that in the future there is more going to be more belief in the that cryptozoology will become a proper science. Yeah, I do. I, I I think it's headed. I think it's headed there now. And honestly, I think there is a science to it. Like I had a, I had a friend uh, a number of weeks back say, "Well, you know, well the science just needs to catch up. It's not the science that needs to catch up. It's the mainstream that needs to catch up." And I think there's a real strange stigma that overrides a lot of the paranormal that says oh that's all pseudoscience and science has nothing to do with it when that is completely wrong um you've got some of the brilliant most brilliant minds and universities and whatnot in the world that study this stuff and uh you know a lot of hominologists in the the, the cryptid world there's there's so many people that are you know legitimate researchers that are have doctorates multiple doctorates that that study this and the media has this ability to say, oh, no, 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 there's like the science, the science hasn't caught. No, the science is catching up and has caught up in a lot of areas. But um, I think that we need to change the narrative and make that information, that 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 scientific information more accessible for, for people. Well, I always say to people, and then it sounds weird, I always say to people, I try to, I, when I podcast, sometimes I take me time traveling. I say, what do you mean? I say, well, at the moment, Morgan is in Canada Mountain Time, which has just gone 12 p.m. And I'm in UK, which has gone nearly 7.30 p.m. my end. So that's technically time travel. I know it's not, you know, in the sense of time travel, but it is technically time travel. Yeah, like, I mean... Where and I mean, who knows where technology is going to be in even a year? I mean, I, I think we're seeing such leaps and bounds now. Um, you know, we, we've got no idea, and it just it just takes, I think, the right uh, again back to paradigm shifts, the right paradigm shift for a lot of this stuff to to make sense to people. And and I think part of the part of the problem that we've got at the moment is the the news and the media has become so unreliable for people that even when something true does come out, they're going yeah whatever you know yeah whatever like if if there's any sort of disclosure people are dismissing it because the media has lost the public's trust and that's that's a problem like that's a really really big problem especially for for researchers that that do come across these discoveries and they're saying look you know so it puts the burden on the researchers to to make sure that this is is widespread and 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 whatnot well i think the trouble is the media it's got to blame itself because they criticize they they want the truth, but they, then they overhype the truth. Yeah. So, like you said, when you read up something I, like anything to do with the news, I look at it and thinking, well, they don't. They bit by that side, 
I'm sure there's stuff happening on the other side as well. Yeah. You know? I'm sure it's not just, oh well, we're bang bang, you're all right. You know, I'm sure the other side aren't no angels, as I say. Yeah. I mean yeah, like, absolutely. like but that that's 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 another debate, which I won't have because I'll probably get banned from YouTube forever in a day. <laughs> um but um get cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Um well, I also noticed that you do your own artwork. I do, yeah. Um, I actually did a, a book uh, last year with uh, a cryptozoology friend of mine, a folklore expert named uh, Chad Lewis. And uh, we uh, we did this book together uh, called Winter Folklore and Legends. And it was so much fun. And he's a brilliant writer. If, if anybody goes wants to get into to legends and lore and cryptids and stuff like that, Chad Lewis is the guy. And... Uh, he uh he messaged me and said look i'm doing this book on winter folklore would you do the forward and the art for this for this book and i said yeah like the, what a what a really cool idea so i spent the last winter doing all of these these <laughs> drawings uh for, for this book and illustrated the whole thing and it, it's it's a great book i mean he he manages to take these stories and that some some of them are are really old like these really old obscure winter legends and creepy things that you had no clue were there and brings them to life again for everybody everybody reading like it is so interesting and i mean it's 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 not a very long book it's just enough to sort of get your you know to sit down on christmas evening and whatnot and read through some of these tales and they're phenomenal they're really cool and yeah i highly recommend it it's a it's a it's a blast without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 